Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here, as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, what a weird week in fantasy. Just great if you're a kicker, to be honest with you. If you're a kicker, then you're, if you're rooting for kickers, then go for it. Like you have a day. But everybody else, there was, I feel like the balls were too inflated because they just kept bouncing off of people's hands. There were so many drops today. So many miscommunications. I've seen so many balls pop up. Uh, like, like I thought that there were going to be catches, but then they just pop up out of people's hands. It was a weird week for sure. A lot of things that I thought I was going to get today I did not get. And then a lot of things that I didn't think I was going to get, I got. Which was a very ass-backwards, weird sort of day. Um, but... All in all, all in all, we've had uh, an interesting day. I need to check something because of all people, Jake Simone has decided to blow up my line right now with, I don't know what, I'm just checking, checking the interweb. Is it because well he was he was uh, pretty livid. He wants Michael LaFleur to be hung, drawn, and quartered. If he, if Twitter is anything to go by. Oh. <laughs> well, that's maybe it's oh. a little overdoing it, but yeah, he he is not happy about the play calling. And neither am I, but that's kind of a uh, Oh, it's nothing it's nothing to do with the New York Jets. Oh. Trey Young chose to not play Friday versus the Nuggets due to an exchange with head coach Nate McMillan during shoot-around. McMillan reportedly disagreed with Young's shoulder rehab and gave him the options to play off of the bench or don't come near the court. Can I get a fuck Trey Young? (laughs) Can I get a... Trey Young to the New York Knicks, please. Okay. That'd be like the Knicks trading for Reggie Miller in 19 in the nineties. Yes. Yes. I don't know how I would feel. It would almost, it would almost be like if Manny Ramirez decided to come and play for the New York Yankees in that would be circa 2004. That's Tom Brady on the jets. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 I don't know if, Trey Young is that level of bad yet, but the premise is there. That's like Tom Wilson on the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I also want to put this out there before uh, we we uh, continue onward. Um, I am currently quitting nicotine, so I normally don't put it out there, but I'm going to. Um, yeah, I'm going through withdrawals at the moment. I am dying. And I am chewing gum. I am trying to chew it as quietly as possible. <laughs> but if you hear anything that seems a little strange and you're wanting to know what it, exactly it is, more than likely it's me chewing the gum. I apologize in advance, but I need a little something to keep me somewhat mentally sane right now during this very, very difficult time. I will not be answering any further questions. Thank you. It's better that you actually that you mention it now. Because then people are like, what is this weird like ASMR 
that's going along with my podcast. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. hundred percent. Yep. Cause now that you, now that's out there, you can just know it's like, yeah, people aren't going to think, Oh, wow. They must've done a really shitty job with editing this week. <laughs> but like, why does it sound so weird? No, it was just, it was just me um, trying to stay away from contraband. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah. Anyway. So, and Adam, and Adam I, have a que- I have a question for you, maybe not for the podcasting audience, or maybe maybe it can be, I don't know, depending if people wanted to see this or not. Uh, do we like the stash? Do we like the stash, or do we, think we, do we think it should go? You know, honestly, it's not, I don't know. Are you, I've seen, so we've known each other for, for like five years, six yeah. years. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a variety of facial hair. Yes. So, <laughs> the stash isn't bad. I don't, it's better with the stubble, I think. I don't like. Yes, yes. Oh, Adam, Adam, I can, I could show you what it's like when there's no stubble, and it's. I look like. Uh, I, I, I'm just gonna leave that one untouched. I look terrible. You look like you uh, have a side business in some adult pictures. Yes. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. I look like I participate. I participate in adult films. Yeah. Yes. That's correct. That's correct. With the stuff, with the stubble, I like it though. With the stubble, I, I I do like it. Personally, I'm not a fan of just the mustache by itself, and like mustache. I don't know. It looks I better know some when people it, are. Yeah. Some people. Some people. Some people do like it. I mean, listen. If you could, if you could pull it off, like my my cousin pulls it off. My cousin pulls it off, and it, his is thick. He's got a nice thick stash. So I'm like. All right, all right, bro. You you, think you pull it off. He pulls it off well. That factors in because, like, you know, Austin Matthews, his mustache is like it's gross. It's bad. I hate it. No, I bad. hate it. Mm-hmm. You know, Austin Matthews. For those that do not know, Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, if people don't know who Austin Matthews is. They 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 need some culture. Yeah, they do need some culture. But they need some culture. Come on now. His mustache is not good. No, no, it's bad. It's bad. But I'm glad. I'm glad that, that we're we're liking the stash and we're not we're not we're not hating it. We're not hating it. Yeah. I, mean, I gotta look up. I got I gotta get cleaned up. Gotta look. Gotta look all nice because I'm going going away next week. So I gotta look. Gotta look all nice. Oh, you're going away next week. That's fun. Yep. Four days. Four days. Puerto Rico. Oh, cool. Well, no, five technically. Leave Thursday morning come back monday night so yeah five days well you might have to talk about uh what we're doing for this as a result of that uh yes yes that will definitely have to happen yeah you might get uh me and jake just talking about the jets for like an hour or something oh god (laughs) oh god i don't know if i want that (laughs) or we just do another tuesday show that could also happen yeah Just just do another tuesday show We'll see, but let's get into this review. So um, we have a couple games still in progress as we're recording. So if my tense, if the tense of in which I'm talking seems off, then that's why. There, the the furthest game along is there's two minutes left in the Chargers game. So by the time we get there, they'll be done. Hopefully, so you might not even have to worry about how how I sound or how I'm mm-hmm. talking with that. But anyway, so we'll start with Thursday. 
and the Bills and the Pats. This is a big throwback weekend also. Yes. Um, I, I really do love those Pat Patriot uniforms. They're the best. Of oh, the... Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Yeah. Did you just say something nice about the Patriots? Maybe. I like the... I've always liked the throwbacks. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Adam just said something nice about the New England Patriots. This, this is stunning news. Wow. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not prepared for this. Wow. Okay. Well, that was something, Adam. Oh, don't worry. Uh, I'll balance that out. The Patriots I'm fucking I'm sure suck. you will. They're, the, they're awful. There are two games against the Jets. Don't worry about it. But for most of this year, they have been dog shit. And even honestly, even in that Jets game, the Jet, if Mike White was at quarterback, the Jets would have hung 50 on him. Mm, maybe. Or 30 at least. Maybe. It's still Bill Belichick gets the Jets at him. Can't rule that out. Yeah, but anyway, th- so snazzy uniforms aside, and they are, they're great. Um, they should go back to those full time. Also, because it'll conjure up memories of when the Patriots were terrible. Because that's probably why they don't, they only brought them back. Well, because of the helmet rule and whatever. But those uniforms are always associated with the Patriots being absolute dog shit in their history. Yes, that's true. So it's hard for them to go back to that, but they should. Um, but yeah, New England, Mac Jones is okay. Ramondre Stevenson is still like... He's catching so many passes, it's ridiculous. I know. He's, he's like putting up... And the thing is, it's not for a lot of yards either. It's only he only had two uh, twenty five receiving or twenty four receiving yards. But they're um, all they're all checkdowns. Yeah, all checkdowns. Six six catches on eight targets. The long the longest catch he had was an eight yard catch. Like that that's yeah. crazy. It is crazy. But you know if you if you have him in full point PPR, you're loving it. You're loving life. Yep. Yep. You are loving life. But anybody else in the Patriots, like you're just, it's nothing. There's nobody else in the Patriots that you want to have. Yeah. Um, is Damien Harris still hurt? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Still hurt week to week. Yeah. Although, honestly, I, I still think when he comes back, it's going to be Ramondre Stevenson. You know, he's going to be the guy going, like, going forward. I think it's, so, it might. It might be a bit of a because, like, even in this game, and you know, game script is, is definitely a factor because they only ran the ball with running backs eleven times. But Ramondre Stevenson outcarried Kevin Harris. Uh, Kevin Harris ten to one. Mm-hmm. Yep, he was the only he was the only other guy to get a touch other than Ramondre Stevenson in the backfield. Kevin Harris. Then, if you want to count Mac Jones, him scrambling, then then count that too. But yep. outside of that, there's nobody there's nobody on the Patriots that you want to have. Um, and Marcus Jones is not a thing. Fuck Marcus Jones. Let's 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 stop that. He's not a thing. 
Marcus Marcus Jones could eat a cacophony of dicks. But you know, you know, it's it's so bad that the Patriots offense lacks explosion that they need to bring a guy that is a special teamer and a defensive back into the game to create their only touchdown. That's how bad this offense is. I know. I mean, they traded for Devontae Parker and they haven't used him at and they haven't used him at all. But but honestly, Adam. When outside of outside of Randy Moss, and that was with Tom Brady, has there ever been an alpha receiver or offensive player on the New England Patriots? Gronk. Even with Gronk, there was Hernandez. Even with Edelman, there was still Gronk. Even with Wes Welker, there was Randy Moss. Well, I mean, there, there were there were there were windows where it was well after the whole Aaron Hernandez situation, um, Gronk was by himself at a tight end. There were when the Patriots won in twenty eighteen, um, they had nobody. They had no receivers. Right. It was Josh Gordon, but Josh Gordon was suspended. Legarrette Blunt, but Garrett Blunt was the offense. Well, it was Gronk. Also, oh, and Gronk, yes, that too, that too, and um, you know, Randy Moss was great in 2007, 2008, and 2009, but mm-hmm. um, and 2010, honestly, but Westwell, but he wasn't there. I think he left after 2010. He was traded mid-season in yeah. 2010. Wes Welker correct. was there by himself for mm-hmm. like two years, and then Wes Welker um, put his foot in his mouth, so to speak. That was, uh, yeah. Anyway, and he went to Denver. But you're right. I mean, they haven't had like a number one receiver, a number one alpha guy like a Stefan Diggs on the who was on the other sideline, or Justin Jefferson, or Jamar Chase, or Devontae Adams, or anybody like that. No, they had Antonio Brown for like two games, and he was and he's a nutcase. So, um, no, it was one game actually they had him for. And then he got himself kicked off the team. So, yeah, I mean, that's just not really their thing. No, it's not. And even with this team and how bad Mac Jones is, he, he doesn't inspire anybody, does he? Well, I think the problem with Mac Jones and the Patriots mm-hmm. is that they have a defensive guy calling plays and running the offense in Matt Patricia. Agreed. And it's doing. Horrible things for Mac Jones as far as his confidence and his play and, you know, the whole like that that part of the middle of the season where Bailey Zappi was play, was out playing him. And we didn't know if Mac Jones was even going to be the starter by the end of the year. It, it has been such a roller coaster season for for Mac Jones. And really, listen, Josh McDaniels is a, is a terrible head coach and probably possibly a terrible human being. But he is a good offensive coordinator for, for New England. And the Patriots made the playoffs with Josh McDaniels as their OC. Mm-hmm. So, sure. yeah, like, I don't know. Who else do they want to bring back to be their offensive coordinator? Bill O'Brien? I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's uh, really looking forward to leaving Alabama after they, after they had a tor- uh, horrible season to go back to Ooh. New England. 
H-I-O. I am very surprised at Ohio State in the playoffs. They even play in the championship game. Who else was getting in? They lost to, I don't know, anybody else. <laughs> who? Like who? 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 Please, I would love a name. I would love a name. Okay. USC? Alabama? LSU? The only, the only other choice would have been USA. Tennessee? Without, without U- Hayden Hooker? Probably not USC. It's Hendon, by the way. Hendon. Hendon. Maybe Utah? That would be, that would be fun. Three lost Utah? No, they only – oh. Well, they're conference champion. Three losses, though. Not to not to uh, it's spin this into a college football conversation, but this committee has shown that they value how many losses that you have. And Ohio State with only one loss, even though it was against Michigan, and it was an embarrassing loss. It's better than putting a two-loss Alabama team or a two-loss Clemson or two-loss USC. Did you see how bad USC's defense looked? USC's defense is bad. That is Lincoln Riley football in a nutshell. Hey, defense, go out there. Play your best. All right, offense. You see the defense? They conceded 56 points. Okay. Go out there. Score 57. (laughs) Basically. Yeah, well, anyway, we're not – this is not a college football thing. This is an NFL thing. We haven't even talked about the Bills. We we spent all this time – still on the first game still on the first team um running backs though you know james cook and devin singletary i mean james cook finally you know is doing something which is always good but i'm so happy it looks like that they're finally giving james cook a real opportunity to to be the guy yeah he out carried Devin Singletary. He outtouched Devin Singletary. Yeah, he did. And if you did pick up or draft Devin Singletary, I mean, uh, James Cook, you're, you knew you were playing the long game. Please, please, please go and pick up James Cook if he's available in your leagues. He's a must, must, must roster now. There's no choice. There's there's absolutely no choice. Yep. And yeah, that's that's that. I mean, Josh Allen, another pedestrian game for Josh Allen. Very. Very pedestrian, very bad. But I'm still not worried about it. To be really honest, it's against the Patriots. The Patriots do this to everybody. Um, I would say that Josh Allen has a very, 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 very big game next week. Yes, he does. I'm interested to see how that goes, to be honest with you. Not just because it's the Jets, but just... They're playing the Jets at home. I know. A Jets team that beat them. I know. Josh Allen will be throwing the ball all over the park. Yeah. It's, it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, it's going to be. For sure. It's going to be, but there's no worry. No worry with me when it comes to uh, the Buffalo Bills. Not yet. I mean, Diggs. Diggs is still Diggs. 
Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis maybe is the one, but I, I don't I don't think I'm worried about Gabe Davis because I mean I I never believed in, in the player to begin with, really. So what about Dawson Knox? He also same thing. Same yeah. thing. He's he's a he's a waiver wire tight end that you could spot start whenever you need potentially are hoping for a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it's that's kind of how it goes. This is an offense that around, revolves around two guys, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Correct. All right, let's move on to the early slate. And we'll save the Jets game for later. Actually, let's just knock it out first. Okay, fine. Let's knock it out first. Get it done. Fine. So, Jets Vikings. Um, Braxton Berrios really needs to hold on to that ball. But play calling in the red zone was terrible also i mean the jet the thing is with the jets and with mike white at quarterback is that they're passing like a million times a game and they just don't run the football enough they have three okay they have two good running backs and one kind of okay running back and they only run the ball like 20 times between the three of them. It's ridiculous at this point. Well, they were down. They were down in the game. They had to, they had to abandon the run and they you're had in to the red, the ball. in the red, in the red zone though. Well, in the red zone. Yes. You're yeah, first it, it, and goal from the five and you're going to, you're going to pass the ball like four straight times. Yeah. It, uh, I, I agree. That, inexcusable. That's fair. That's a very fair take. Also, momentum with, I mean, Zonovan Knight has been fantastic. He had a 48-yard run in this game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense. Why even leave it up to Braxton Berrios catching a ball, like a 50-50 ball in the end zone? At that, Adam, point? who was Braxton Berrios trying to cover for? Was it uh, special double agent for Zach Wilson or double agent for Bill Belichick? Oh my god. No, Braxton Barrios is a company man. He was wearing a t-shirt that was like, I love Mike White or something like that. Oh, absolutely. But we've seen we've seen him rep with Braxton Bar- uh with uh, Zach Wilson before. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe he is a double agent for Bill Belichick. I don't know. He might be. He might be. I'll tell you what saying. though. Tyler Conklin, if this is a if Tyler Conklin like thought, oh, I'm going to get revenge on the Vikings. He did a terrible job at it. He has stone hands. He yeah. dropped so many easy balls <laughs> in this game. It was, I mean, crucial third and fourth downs. It it was rough. Um, and like there were so many drops on like throughout this game from the receivers. Yeah, yeah, there there, def- there definitely were. Um, but I mean. Garrett. I know Garrett Wilson's fantastic. Wow. Wow. It's all it's all I needed. It's all I needed. She needed a competent quarterback that could push the ball downfield and get and get it to him. Literally. That's it. Yeah. And, and again, and again, I I don't I don't want to you know continue to beat the drum, but what an indictment this is on Zach Wilson. A little that, bit. Uh, the offense looks like this. And meanwhile, you had Zach Wilson at times that can't throw more than 200 yards passing. Yeah. It's not the guys that are catching the ball. Mm-mm. 
Nope. It's not them. No, it's not. Although, I mean, this is totally like a kind of a sidebar. Legatron, you might be worth a pickup. Not against Buffalo. I think against Buffalo, just because it's going to be another tough defense, another situation where the Jets might be kicking some field goals. Check the weather report, obviously. Um, but I think it, it could be worth it. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I take that back. Maybe. Because he's been reliable. You know, he was. I, de- I definitely would consider him for the for the playoffs for playoff run. Absolutely, that's Cowboys legend Greg Zerline. Great guy, <laughs> such a great guy. Yeah. Um, the Vikings, though, their rushing attack was great. Dalvin Cook was fantastic as usual. Justin Jefferson, um, just got burned on. Just burned DJ Reed that was on that touchdown. Um, Hawkinson was good. And Kirk Cousins, 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins, you know? Yeah, but Kirk Cousins is a must-play next week versus Detroit. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, especially if you – if you we'll, we'll get to this. If you lost Lamar Jackson today and you're scrambling for options, uh, you need to be dropping a significant amount of fab and going and getting Kirk Cousins to play next week versus, versus Detroit, in Detroit. Yep. Or you lost uh, Jimmy G today. Yeah, or Jimmy G. Yep, absolutely. Uh, that's, a, that's a real shame. That was a terrible injury. Hey, Brock Purdy, baby. Mr. Irrelevant over here. Looking pretty relevant now. Brock Purdy knows what's up. Get Christian McCaffrey the ball. That's it. Is that Brock Purdy or Kyle Allen? Who knows? Could be the same guy. Could be the same guy. I mean, Kyle Allen and Brock Purdy do have the letters K and Y in their names. Not many other people could say that. No, that's no, you're right. They could be the same guy. You never know. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. I'm Loose just connection. Saying. Loose connection. Yes. Yes. Listen. They could be connected. They could be connected on a deep spiritual level. You never know. Could be closer than you think. Yeah, you didn't think you're the exact same. You didn't think you were going to be listening to, to one of these kinds of podcasts. Oh, no. No. We're, <laughs> we're talking. We're talking about. Some spiritual shit now. Yeah. No conspiracy theories here because it's real. Bingo. All right. So anything else with this game? We can move on to uh, the Steelers and the Falcons. We can move on to the Steelers and the Falcons. So let's do that. Uh, Najee Harris. Good bounce back for him. Good, uh, good. Just good game overall. The thing with the Steelers is that their offense is just so uninspiring and the receivers uh like pat fryermuth had a good game um and deontay johnson had a good game and that two straight good games for deontay johnson but if you're if you're a guy you're you're a george pickens manager you were not happy and honestly neither was he <laughs> if you uh, i don't know if you saw that video he was like uh, yelling on the sidelines about not getting the ball yeah, he was not happy. He was not happy. Which I don't I, blame him. No, I don't blame him. I don't blame him one bit. But but honestly, I mean, 
it, it's it's just one of these years where the, the, the Steelers are going to have to figure it out. I mean, they're five and seven. So it's it's not like, you know, this has been a couple, a colossal disappointment or anything. I mean, there's a chance they could still finish in and around 500, which is nuts. But Pickett has to improve. He's been getting there. He's learning the offense a little bit more each week. Uh, encouraging with Deontay Johnson, he got 11 targets. I, I think that was absolutely encouraging. But George Pickens with the one catch for two yards, that's dreadful. That's dreadful. So, all in all, all in all, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, here's what here's what I say to this, right? If you're contending for a fantasy championship, are you really contending with the likes of Deontay Johnson and George Pickens in your lineups? Actually, in my work league, I do have Deontay Johnson in my line at flex. But also, I mean, Deontay Foreman is on bye, and I have Isaiah Pacheco. But really, you started Deontay Johnson over Pacheco. I really didn't care. I I was gonna win regardless. Like this, the team, wow. the guy, the guy that I'm playing. Um, I don't want to badmouth anybody, but he he does not he doesn't care. give a shit. No, he has Matt Stafford and Darnell Mooney in his lineup. That's all I have to say. Uh huh. Okay. I wish I played people like that. Now my work league is full of that. Is full of those people. I don't play people that are like that. I don't, and it stinks because I really want to. <laughs> but I don't. It it definitely decreases the stress levels. Yeah, so there's a reason why my stress is just consistently always reading high. Yeah, but I think really it's like, I mean, you're right. There aren't a lot of people with those with those guys in their lineup that are contending for championships or the playoffs. But the fact of the matter is, there aren't a lot of touchdowns in this offense. Nope. Nope. It's very, it's very Houston-like, only this offense is actually much more competent than the one that's in Houston, and we will most certainly get to that. Yeah. That's, that's a conversation in and of itself. Yeah, because honestly, I mean, we didn't even do – since we didn't do a full review show, we didn't talk about the, the benching of Davis Mills and how that affected what's going on in Houston with – that team and Damian Pierce. Oh, well, we talked about stuff. it. We talked about it on the on the preview show. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we talked about it. Well, by we you mean you and Jake. Yes, it was Jake and I. <laughs> it was Jake and I. And the the thesis that we came up with was pretty much it's the the team is going to be exactly what it is. Bad. Yep. And that, that's it. Just bad. Uh, moving on to the Falcons. Something that's encouraging is that Drake London got 12 targets in this game. They're yes. giving him opportunities to yep. do stuff. Very, very, very encouraging. And he had and he had a really nice game. 15 and a half fantasy points and full point PPR. You'll take that. Yep. Um, but otherwise, like there really isn't much in this team. Um, it's a full blown committee between Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier. Patterson got 11 carries, Algier got 10. And if you want to sprinkle in Caleb Huntley, he had four. And then Marcus Mariota had, th- had three carries, 17 yards. This is not an offense that you want to be invested in. And, and it's the same thing as Pittsburgh. You mm-hmm. don't have anybody on the Steelers or on the Falcons that 
are helping you contend for a fantasy championship unless unless you traded for like a Najee Harris like like I did I trade I traded for Najee and that's because I have no running backs and I needed somebody so Najee is on a currently gonna it's going to be a 13 and two team no is that right no I'm sorry that's 13 and two that can't be right uh this yeah, team is 15 weeks that's no this team is 11 and one apologies that's still good 11 and one yeah, yeah this is a good team this is a good team this is this is my I've I've told this about this team a thousand times. This is my team oh, with Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, and Hopkins. Yeah, your your wagon team. I love this team. I love it. It's it's my it's my baby, my pride yeah. and joy that I actually oh and the chosen one of course and the chosen one himself, Mister uh, Mister Pearly Blue Eyes himself, Mister uh, Mister Joe Burrow, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. Who said? Who said that? Uh, that old blue, old blue eyes was Frank Sinatra. Nah, it's actually Joe Burrow. Actually, it's Joe Burrow. It's he's jo- great. It's Joey B. Joey B. What a guy. Um, but yes, to be though, like teams like the Steelers, teams like the Falcons, you're not winning fantasy championships with those kind of players. You're you're, you're just not. So, I guess I guess the the moral of this this uh, story here is. I just urge people to kind of stay away from these kind of teams because you're not going to be winning anything with them. We have this discussion every year. Every single year we have this philosophical debate. I know exactly where you're going with this. And the answer is yes, right away. Yes. Do you draft? It's about drafting players on bad teams. Do you avoid it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll have to do an episode on this just by itself. We'll have to actually look at players on bad teams and players on good teams and just kind of see, you know, where we're at and see what actually would have been better off. That'll be an episode in and of itself that we do in the offseason for sure. I think that's a, I actually would be a very interesting one. Actually, I'm kind of curious. I'm going to do, let's do a thought exercise or just an exercise in general and see the top. Let's go with 10. 10, the top 10 players as far before Sunday night. And I think the Raiders game is over as yeah, we're looking. It's at. over. It's over. So, Raiders won. Raiders yeah. won and Brandon Stowe is getting fired in the morning. Probably. They're going to leave him in Vegas. I, I think is, is what what's going on there. So, okay. So the refresh works. So the top 10 players, see if you can see, you can spot a theme. Devontae Adams. Bad team. Amon Ross St. Brown. Bad team. But Jalen Hurts. Good. AJ Brown. Good. Brown's defense. Tyreek Hill. Oh, Joe the Burrow. Browns. The Browns defense was in the top five for scoring. The Browns defense got 31 points. Oh, wow. They really were top five. I knew they got 31, but I just didn't process it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Defense doesn't count. Okay. Okay. Sure. All right. So it's 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 two to two. Two to two. Tyreek Hill. Good team. Joe Burrow. Good team. Christian McCaffrey. Good team. Tyler Lockett. Good team. DK Metcalf. Good team. Let me see. One, four, eight. That's top ten. Yes, top ten. Top ten. And if you expand that, if you expand that to include a couple more. Uh, McLaurin, good team. Christian Watson, bad team. Garrett Wilson, good team. 
And then Geno Smith is right after, and then Stefan Diggs also. Yeah, so teams. just the top the top 15, right? Oh, there are only three guys in there that are on, that are on bad teams. Yeah, and one of them is just like an, un- an otherworldly player, and the other one's Devontae Adams. See what I did there? It, who, I'm trying to figure out. No, I'm on right. No, the out of the out of those players are on bad teams. Oh, two- oh, oh! I'm on, uh, listen, 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 <laughs> listen. Amon Ra is the golden child, of course, of course, of course. That's what I'm saying. One's in, you know, out of the two players that are on bad teams. One's that's an otherworldly player, and the other one's Devontae Adams. That's my child. That's my child. I love him a lot. But yeah, all those guys and the defense are on good teams. Yes, correct. And I mean, that's just this week. So we'll see. Honestly, I'd be interested to see like when we actually do that episode, if we go through like the top 30, how many of those guys, if we do a tally, how many of those guys are actually on like good teams? Yeah, we'll, we'll do that episode for sure. That, that's actually an episode that I want to do. Because it's a, it's a real thing for people where it's like, do you draft guys who are on, do you draft great players on, on bad teams? Like Kyle Pitts, for example. I know yeah. that that was one coming into the year that we were saying, please stay away from. Um, what other? Well, like, I don't know. Deandre Swift. Yeah, Damian and Pierce. Damian Pierce is the Damian Pierce might be the poster child for this, for this exercise. Yeah. Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, DJ Shark. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. not DJ Shark, um, uh, Christian Kirk. Yeah. Anybody on the Broncos, even though we thought they were going to be a good team, but they ended up being a terrible team. Yep, that's true. So you kind of get the point. Yes. So um, I didn't mean for this to, to be like this, but we're going to segue anyway into the Broncos and the Ravens. And sure. this game was... A, was a shit show. But um I mean that James Proshi uh pick in the end zone, I was like, what's going on in this Mr. Game? Mr. Proche. I don't know what that was. Oh, that's how you say that say his name. Yeah, Mr. Proche. How? Why? Why would you throw that? In what universe is that a good idea? Uh none. In no universe is that a good idea. Yeah. Um, no touchdowns. Uh, no passing touchdowns. T- the real story, obviously, dancing around the point. The real story is Mr. Jackson. Yes. Yes. And um, the word that I'm getting from my contacts in Baltimore is that it is a PCL sprain for Lamar Jackson. Um John Harbaugh said that he does not believe that it is a season-ending injury. It should not be a season-ending injury. But depending on what kind of strain it is will determine the amount of time that Lamar Jackson is out for. If it's a maybe grade, a regular season, maybe a regular season-ending injury. Well, if it's a grade one PCL strain, if that's of course what this is, but I'm that's just from what I'm being told. That is what it is. It was a grade one strain. 
you're talking about days or a week. If it's a grade two, you're talking weeks. That's when the weeks start coming into it. And you also have to take into account, this is Lamar Jackson, who uses his legs a lot. This so, is not like Tom Brady, where he, where he could have he could like have be on one leg and he stands in the pocket, so it doesn't matter. Right. Lamar Jackson, right. his whole thing is his legs. Correct, correct. I just strongly urge with everyone um, to get your insurance plans um, ready to go. And I do also have some breaking news here. This is from Adam Schefter. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo broke his foot. Ooh. And he's done for the year. Oh, that's sad. Yep. Brock Purdy time in San Francisco. That's That sucks. They lost two starting quarterbacks in the same year. Yep. That's rough. And, some, and they hung 33 on the Miami Dolphins. And I know. blew them out of the stadium. It's because it's because Kyle Shanahan's like, you know what, Mike McDaniel? Why did you leave? We're gonna uh, Kyle, Shan- Kyle Shanahan is an unbelievable head coach. <laughs> he is. He's he, he's an incredible head coach. Yeah. But back to back to Baltimore. We even we've not gotten to San Francisco yet. Back to Baltimore. This team is a barren wasteland going forward, unless you have Mark Andrews with Tyler Huntley. Because we've seen Tyler Huntley pepper Mark Andrews before. It's just this Lamar Jackson injury sucks. This is a very, very bad time for it. But I'm being really honest. It's not like Lamar Jackson has been playing that well to the point where you're leaving him, you're starting him every single week. Like I I said this last week, Adam, and you could confirm this. Did I not say it last week that I would be starting Deshaun Watson over Lamar Jackson in one spot where I had him. He did. And I mean, it's not like Deshaun Watson was much better. We'll get there. But yeah, I mean, it's, Lamar just has not been that good. Well, I know it's crazy because people think, oh, it's Lamar Jackson, but he's not, he's not a starting lock. He's not. No. And I mean, if you're the Ravens, you're like, if you're wondering what life might look like without Lamar Jackson, if he leaves, after this year, you're this is the audition for Tyler Huntley. Uh-huh. Yeah. To be the guy. And yep. what, what was it after last season or 2020, where there was like people calling for Lamar Jackson to get traded and have Tyler Huntley be the starter because he was good in a couple starts when Lamar Jackson was injured. Oh, that was last year. Oh, that was last year? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So and tell now, her, tell and her now you have people bad. calling for Lamar Jackson that the Ravens should allow Lamar Jackson to walk. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tyler Huntley is not terrible. And also oh, the Broncos, terrible, but he's not Lamar Broncos, Jackson. He's not. The Broncos make quarterbacks look like shit. We know this. Their defense is fantastic. That this, that this offense is just bad. It is bad. The offensive line is bad. There, there's no one downfield to catch passes. They have nobody at receiver. They've allowed Mark Andrews just be the guy, and they have no running game that supports Lamar Jackson. No, so they, how can the how can the offense be good 
when your best player is being absolutely hamstrung because the rest of the unit around him absolutely sucks. I mean, it's really not good. It's not. It's not. And while I would love to blame Lamar Jackson, it's not on him. No. He can't I mean, the do it by himself. When was the last time the Ravens had a good receiver? Like a really, really, really good receiver? Steve Smith? Probably. I think that's the answer. The, and this is like not even prime D, Steve Smith. This is nope. back end of his career, Steve Smith. Correct. The last time they had a really, really, really good receiver in his prime was Anquan Bolden, probably. Anquan Bolden. Yep. That was the one. Yeah. But my God. And then um, I'll make this really quick, just talking about Denver. Denver's terrible. They're so bad. They're bad. They they are at, they are really, really, really bad. His yeah, offense I mean, stinks. Cherry Judy did some things. That's good. But this, yeah, this team I mean, I was, sucks. I honestly I was shocked that Jerry Judy even played. I know. I did not think that he was even going to go into play, which was which was a miracle. Um Cortland Sutton only getting one target and then leaving injured is not good. It's not good. I think that you could probably drop Cortland Sutton and be okay. As crazy as that sounds. Well, if you want to talk about the thing that we talked about with the Steelers and the Falcons, how many Broncos do you think are on playoff teams in fantasy? Bang on the money. Bang on the money, Adam. Yep. You got it. This team is a, is a mess. They're so injured. Their offensive line is is a mess. They're down to their third string running back. Mm-hmm. Um, they Russell Wilson looks like a shell of himself. Their coach is like Adam Gaze. Levels of horrible play calling and clock management. They had to rely on their kicker to kick a fifty eight yard field goal to even win this game. They couldn't do anything against the Ravens. Nope. No, this team is a goddamn nightmare. And the poor defense can't do. Yeah. It's been a goddamn nightmare. I uh, saw something on Twitter a couple weeks ago that said uh, the Broncos of this year are the reincarnation of the 70s Falcons. I don't know if you know about the 70s Falcons, the grit splits. Of course I do. They have, they were probably the best, one of the best defenses, if not the best defense of all time. Yes. And also one of the worst, if not the worst, offense of all time. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is this team. That's correct. Well, the def- the defense is, is good. Yeah, it's not like that level. But no, 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 no. It's not that level. But it's not like 86 Bears level. But it's good. It's a good defense. But the offense is just bad. And... Russell Wilson is just is just shell of himself. But then again, then again, I was never a Russell Wilson guy anyway. So man, if only they could get an established quarterback. Yeah. With talent. I know. Then they'd be then they they'd be set. They're only a quarterback away. They're they'd still be, only a <laughs> they'd be a business. They're still only a quarterback away. They're only a quarterback away <laughs> from being a good team. <laughs> uh okay. That's that's funny. The Broncos are terrible. Let's see what else you want to do. So it turns out the Packers and Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. Are you surprised? No. 
also Kristen Watson is is absurd. All right, we need to have this conversation. We're gonna have we're gonna have it. You ready? Yep. Um the running backs are hit or are hit or miss for the Packers, but you can't bet Aaron Jones. He's just he's just too good. Um well, he did leave the game injured and he came back. Yeah, he, he did, did come, he, he did come back, but AJ Dillon it was really it really was his his game. But have to talk about Christian Watson. Six targets, three catches, 48 yards, a touchdown. And then, of course, took an end around to the house, 46 yards. I don't know how he does it. And my God, it is hideous. But he's so effective. He always finds a way to score. We are on eight touchdowns in the last four weeks. Eight. I mean, that his touchdown catch, I'm like, how did that was in like double coverage? Wasn't it like double coverage? No, how did no, he catch he broke, that? He broke free. He broke free. Oh. It, was, it was a pretty nice catch, but he's just very like, it's weird. He's pretty to watch and he's ugly to watch, if that makes sense. Honestly, I've heard people say that about Brian Robinson. Like the way that yeah. he runs, yeah. In a way, it's kind of like Jalen Hurts from last year too, where it's not about the journey; it's just about the destination, and he always seems to find the destination. So, on the bye next week, which sucks because obviously, if I, I'm betting there are a lot of teams out there that could use Christian Watson next week as potential for winning in games. Um, I mean, that's going to be the same with, with a lot of teams that have someone like Jonathan Taylor too, which I know I'm going to be in that position, not having Jonathan Taylor and potentially not having, um, Kenneth Walker, which is good luck to be with that one. But yeah, well, you know, for, we talked about this on Tuesday, but the NFL one, the NFL hates fantasy because that's true. the teams that are on by next week are the Atlanta Falcons, Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, the Indianapolis Colts, the New Orleans Saints, and the Washington Commanders. So if you have Michael Pittman, Aaron Rodgers, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Justin Fields, David Montgomery, um, Chris Olave, Alan Kamara, then good luck to you. Correct. Good luck to you and try and get into your fantasy playoffs without them. Yeah. Like... I don't know how people are going to do it, but why is it that there are only like there are only two teams on by this week, but there are six on by next week? No idea. No idea. That 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 just seems very very confuzzling to me. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that for the Packers, but the Bears. Uh, the Bears. I don't know. Justin Fields is still good. He had a great long touchdown run. Justin Justin Fields is really, really, really good. Justin Fields is another guy where I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he just escapes and runs and just runs for long touchdowns. He he's another one that is frustrating because with his legs, he's he, he's amazing, and we all know this, but. With his arm, you don't know what the hell he's going to do. He threw two pretty bad picks. I'll tell you that. 
those interceptions that he threw were not great. They were ill-advised, especially the first one. That was like right to whoever intercepted that ball. I forget, but that was right to him, essentially. Yeah, and um, this was this was, and again, it's 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 like clockwork, Adam. Fourth quarter, two minute drill. Justin Fields is throwing a pick. Yeah, it's just it's not like great. clockwork. It's crazy. But again, it's it, actually it could just very well be the opposite. It's with Christian Watson, destinations all that matters. The journey is what people really want to focus on with Justin Fields. He might lose the game. Ah, shit, he lost the game. But rushing another rushing touchdown for Justin Fields. Guy can't throw a ball to save his life. But you ask him, you ask him to run. No problem. Have you ever heard of the? Uh, I'm sure you've heard of the Tungsten Armo Doyle meme. Yes, in I baseball. Have. Yep, <laughs> it kind of feels like that. Very similar. Very, very, very similar. For those that don't know, and because I want to say it because it's hilarious. So there's uh, like a running joke that because the Angels have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, every Angels scoreline reads, Mike Trout went four for four with three homers. Shohei Otani just did something that hasn't been done since since World War One, uh, since tar- since Tungsten Armo Doyle did it in 1914, but the Angels lose eight to three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's this game, and that's Justin Fields. And that's the Bears season in a nutshell. Yeah, that's the Bears season in a freaking nutshell. But what I will say is that they look like they're on the right path. You just have to get Justin Fields some receivers. And yeah, uh, yeah there might be, I don't know um, if this is something that he's going to do because of the season that that he has had. But, but I do know that there is a um, buddy of Justin Fields at Ohio State that could be coming out and if they want to reunite the crew in Chicago, depending on what happens with Jackson Smith and Jigba and his draft stock, maybe that's a spot for him. Maybe Justin Fields hits up his coach and be like, yo, Coach Eberflus, do me a, do me a solid. I'll get my boy, JSN. Yeah. I'm going to, just so you know, for when we do draft stuff, I'm going to be calling him JSN because I am not trying to pronounce his, le- his name. He's Jackson Smith and Jigba? Yes. I know I'm going to stutter and fuck it up. So I'm going to go with Jason. Fair. Jason's fantastic. Or maybe just Jackson. Jackson's a cool name. Well, we don't even know if he's going to come out. We don't know if he's going to declare. He's been hurt all year. True. So his stock probably sucks. And he can go back to Ohio State and play another year next year with God knows who a quarterback, Marvin Harrison Jr., and then him on the other side. Oh, Marvin Harrison Jr. That's hilarious. He's so good, too. He's so good. It's the genetics, Bird. He's amazing. He's amazing. He, if, he, if he does not win the Bolitnikoff, I, I don't know what the hell what the hell the college voters are doing. <laughs> I can only imagine in the NFL, at some point, we might have Arch Manning 
throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr. And it would just feel like an episode of Dragon Ball Z at the end <laughs> in the really far future. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> actually, so whose kid is that? Is that Cooper? Cooper's son? Yeah. Arch Manning? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cooper's kid. That's funny. The one that is actually the best one out of them. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. The yeah, allegedly. One. Allegedly. Well, he, he didn't play quarterback either. He was a receiver. Right. Anyway, so yeah, that's not a bad idea. Not a bad shout for JSN going to uh, going to the Bears. They do need a guy. They do. They need, they they need do. somebody. Yes. Because, yeah, they just don't have any. Like, their top receivers are cast off Nikhil Harry, Equinamia St. Brown, Chase Claypool just got injured. Darnell Mooney's out for the season. Cole Komet is, is somebody, but that's it. Yeah. They don't have and a I lot. Mean, you know, Khalil Herbert's on IR. They're turning to Darrington Evans, which I'm, yeah, I don't know. They don't have a lot. They do not have a lot. This, this Bears team is, is the walking wounded. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacksonville and Detroit. How many collective hearts dropped or stomachs dropped after they saw what happened to Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> I was I, I, I honestly, I thought the season was over. That looked season was over, so painful. Like, Your knee is not supposed to bend like that. Oh, it looked Your like he's not supposed to be doing that, bro. Yeah, no, that is it. How did he, he was, he went back into the game they were they were down by like 30. Mm-hmm. Why did he go back into the game? This doesn't make any sense. No, it didn't make a lot of sense to me either. But went back in and he looked normal. That that's what I think was was reassuring was that he actually looked normal for for the most part. Um Travis Etienne uh, oof. Another dumb fumble by Travis Etienne. Another dumb fumble by Travis Etienne, but hindsight being 2020, just a bad day. A really bad day and a plus matchup for him. That should have been a really, really good matchup. And he just sucked. He really did. Like, and I don't, I don't know, Adam. Am I, am I being harsh when I say that? Is Travis Etienne is he not an every down back? Not in the NFL. He's very confusing to me. See, he really screws with my perception. Yes. Yes. Because on the one hand, the Jacksonville Jaguars use him a lot on basically every down, especially now that they traded away James Robinson. Yeah. But on the other hand, he's a receiving back. And my wired brain, my my brain has been wired to say receiving back, third down back, not used all the time. So it's like, it's weird. You know, he just, it doesn't make any sense. And he's very, really, he's very Tony Pollard-ish to me. I think they needed, they need to get somebody. I think trading away James Robinson 
was a bit of a was a mistake. Yeah, I agree. They need to get somebody else here in the offseason. Just to, to help him out. Yeah. Just help him out and have he's have a small guy. guy. Yeah. He's not exactly. dur- he's not really that durable. Like we've seen that through his NFL career. Mm-hmm. Now his short NFL career, he missed his rookie season with a list Frank injury. Um, and he's got a case of fumbleitis now. Sure. And I think the Jaguars are like, well, we're probably not going to be good anyway, so we don't need to really bother with that. But I think next year, if they really fancy themselves as contenders, they should get somebody to supplement that backfield. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Christian Kirk had a good game, though. Yeah. Really good game. Really good game. Christian Kirk. Good game from Evan Ingram. Scored. And the schedule going forward is really, really good for Jacksonville. So I think Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, like, I think they'll be. They'll be very, very startable going forward, especially especially uh, Evan Ingram. Yep. So I think if you're, if you're in need at the tight end position this week, Evan Ingram is going to be a priority, priority claim. Yeah. The fun thing, though, that we want to talk about is the Lions, just the Lions as a whole. Great game for Detroit. The Lions are fun. The Lions, the Lions, are, the Lions are fun. The Lions are a fun, bad team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is just the Lions for the past like 20 years, essentially, where they've been kind of kind of bad, but they put up numbers. Um, really great game for DeAndre Swift. Of course, the one week that I bench him, that I finally bite the bullet and bench him, he ends up putting up like 20 points. Uh, his, be- his best game. His best game for quite a long time. And most importantly, out-touching Jamal Williams. Yep. And even so, at the goal line, DeAndre Swift, they were trying to get him that rushing touchdown. Yeah. That's the thing. They were not taking him out for Jamal Williams. That's the thing that's that's the most encouraging, in my opinion. Yes, for sure. For sure. And, and DeAndre Swift is definitely a bust, um, which stinks. But, but the most important time for him to show his worth is right now. So if he can, if he can continue to, you know, build up, not get hurt, and be solid against, quite honestly, four teams, three, three, three teams that struggle against against the run, against running backs. Period. Minnesota, the Jets, Carolina, Chicago. Two matchups at home, two matchups on the road. He's got a great chance to be someone that helps win people fantasy leagues. For sure. Same goes. Same goes for Jamal Williams. I don't think Jamal Williams is dead by by any means. I just think that Jamal Williams maybe now instead of being a mid RB two, now he's relegated to being a high end flex, which is fine, which is fine in deeper leagues because he'll probably still get plenty of looks near the goal line. Um, but I think this is now DeAndre Swift's backfield, and he has made a claim that this is that this is still his, and he's reminding people that he is him, as the kids say. Yes. De- DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Amonara St. Brown are the three best arguments currently for drafting players on bad teams. Correct. They're the three best. They're the exceptions. Devontae and, Adams. Devontae Adams. And also. Josh Jacobs. And Josh Jacobs. And mm-hmm. I guess Austin Eckler. Uh, yeah, sure. 
Sure. I don't know if I would say, I don't, I don't know if I'd say Chargers are a bad team. They're not a good team, but they're not a bad team. I don't think they're right in the middle. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's that. I, I'm still going to be looking over my shoulder at who I want to start at flex and who I want to start at running back between the two of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, I'm on Ross St. Brown though. You're um, your boy, your boy. My son. He's, fan- he's fantastic. My son. He's fantastic. That's S-U-N, every- by the way. Start him. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Start him every single week. He's fantastic. Ups, big ups to my to my uh, my son, God, I'm around St. Brown. Yep. All right, next up. I hope you started the Browns defense. Because if you did, then you got, as we talked about in the open, in the beginning... You got a team that put up 30 points, three defensive touchdowns, two interceptions, a fumble recovery. I mean, just one, one, one of the craziest scores I've ever, I've ever seen posted in fantasy, 31 points, 31 points. It is absurd. And the Browns, how many do they, they didn't have any offensive touchdowns. They only had their only offensive points were from Cade York. Correct. Yep. Uh, no, no, no. Deshaun Watson was bad. Deshaun Watson was bad. Um, but that's what happens when you haven't played football in 700 plus days. Yeah. He did throw a really bad pick in the end zone, which I, I was just so sad about. So sad that he threw that horrible pick in the end zone. I'm sure. I'm sure you were just distraught. Um, it was and also all the balls that he threw into the turf. Like he threw like so many balls into the turf. He, he didn't look comfortable. S- he looks so rusty. Very much so. Very, very much so. It's gonna take time for him to come back, but not a very good first audition for uh for Mr. Watson. But but he does, and, and I don't know if this is maybe a good thing a good thing or a bad thing. He does get to go against Cincinnati Bengals next week in Cincinnati. And then it's three, two games, excuse me, two games at home, Baltimore and New Orleans. And then for fantasy championships, they're in Landover, Maryland. Yes, that is correct. Yep. Um, I know you guys got a lot of questions about Deshaun Watson on the mailbag. And if I was there, I probably would have said to hold off for a week just because you really could have, you probably should have seen this coming. And I don't want to like Monday morning quarterback this, but it, it seemed like a more, a more than likely outcome that he was going to look rusty and the Browns were going to be out of set, out of sorts. Because yes, he was he's been practicing for the for three or four weeks, but it's just not the same as uh, getting into game action. And you know, and Jacoby Brissett, who was starting, still had to practice with the ones, so it's not like he was getting full reps um, with the with like Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones and whoever. So yeah, I if a if I was starting him, I probably wouldn't have expected too much. No, no. But then again, I mean, uh, the guy that I think we really spent a lot of time going back and forth on 
was Deshaun or Lamar. And if you start Deshaun, congratulations. Good Deshaun got more points than Lamar did. So good for you. Um, but no, he was he was in fact bad, but I agree. I mean, he was gonna be rusty. Um, I just did not expect him to not put up an offensive touchdown. I honestly I did not see that coming. Yeah, I mean it was a favorable matchup for sure against the Houston Texans. But... That, that was it. That was it. I played the matchup. That was really, you know, that was that was really it. Um, but I think better days are coming for everybody on Cleveland. It was just not not the day. Hey, listen, they still won. Yeah, they still won. They still won the game. They're still in contention to be a playoff team. So, yay. Hip, 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 hooray. But it's because their defense is so good. Well, no, it's because they play. It's because they played the Houston Texans. That too. Or bad. Who are very, very, very bad. Uh, yeah. Damian, Damian Pierce had a, a nice bounce back game. Twelve and a half points. Caught some passes. But again, he just needs he needs to score. And he's just not. He's not scoring. He, he's just not scoring. And they have a they have a tough matchup next week versus Dallas in Dallas. Oh boy, Ooh, the, God help the battle me. the battle of Texas. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be yes. fun. Please God, don't just don't lose to the fucking Texans, Dallas. You could lose to anybody. Don't lose to the Texans or the Eagles. Can't lose to them. Can you believe that this team? Can you believe that the Bears lost to this team? No, or no, actually they didn't. Who lost? To, who was the team that lost to the Texans? Uh, was it the Colts? No, it was the Jaguars. Can you believe the Jaguars lost to this team? Oh my God, that was in Week One, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. They tied. They tied in Week One. Who they tied to in Week One? Indianapolis. It was Indianapolis. Oh, okay. They lost to Jacksonville. <clears throat> or they beat Jacksonville. Oh my God, in that's week bad. Five. That's bad. Remember that game where Trevor Lawrence threw that really, really boneheaded interception? There's been a few of those. There's okay. been a few of those. Well, anyway, it was one of those games. It was 13 to 6 was the score. That was the one game the Texans won all year. Um, yeah. Texans are bad. They're bad. They're bad and 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 you can't you can't start any of them. No, because you know. Damian Pierce doesn't score. Uh, he doesn't catch passes out of the backfield. I mean, this game he kind of he did, but the team doesn't score enough points, and that's that's it. That's yep. just what it is. Agreed. All right. Next up, speaking of ties, let's talk about this tie that happened between the Commanders and the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting off with the Commanders. It was funny how in the mailbag we were talking about Carson Wentz missing practice with an illness. I'm like, who cares? Taylor Heineke is the guy. He's fantastic. I love him. I love him a lot. You know who else I love? I love Terry McLaurin. Me too. Great guy. Even though he kicked your ass this week in fantasy, he's fantastic. He won me about five other matchups, Adam. I could give a shit. <laughs> I could care less. He won me Actually, about five other matchups. I love him. I hate it when people say that. It's you couldn't care less. What did I say? You said you could care less. No, I people said say I, could, I could not care less. Oh, well, people say that all the time. People say, like, I could care less instead of I couldn't care less. 
Because... Oh, that's what I said. That's what I said. I, I said I couldn't care less. Yeah. I must have misheard. But regardless, that's linguistics rants with Adam. I love I it. I love Terry. I love, I love, 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 love uh, Terry McLaurin. Early season, he was scary in the bad way. This, and now he's scary in the good way. Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke loves Terry McLaurin. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And we said this on this program that he loves himself some Terry McLaurin. You know who came back from the dead because I dropped him in the guillotine? Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson. Correct. Nine targets, too. Nine targets, too. Nice touchdown. Really, really good stuff from from Jahan Dotson. Uh, Antonio Gibson really suffered because of it. Um, Only two catches for Antonio Gibson on four targets. Uh, Curtis Samuel had a nice receiving day. Six catches for 63 63 yards. 63 targets, Adam. Uh, 63 yards on seven targets. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's an NFL record. Um, 63 targets and only 41 pass attempts from Taylor Anahue. Make the math work out. Make the math work out, yes. (laughs) Um, But this is Terry McLaurin's offense, and we're just living in it. He has a bye next week, which really, really stinks. Then he gets the Giants again in week 15, then San Francisco, and then Cleveland. Yep. Two two tough matchups for um for McLaurin to end the season, San Fran and 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 Cleveland. But he's too good and you, and you can't bench him. Yeah, if you're if you're benching Terry McLaurin because of the matchup, then you're not that's not you're gonna you wouldn't be able to feel good about what happens with your team if he ends up going off on your bench because you're like you're overthinking it. Agreed. Agreed. Just that's the thing. That's like the number one rule of the playoffs is don't overthink things. Yep. Keep it simple, stupid. Yep, exactly. Uh, the New York Giants, Saquon Barkley uh, looked great in this game as per usual. Um, yep. And uh, Darius Slayton continues to have a good season. Um, Isaiah Hodgins. That's some that's a name that could be popping up on waiver wires. Maybe. maybe, maybe probably not in like super yes. in like 14 team leagues. Uh, copy and paste what I said before about having a Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, same thing with the Giants. I think you're people not, who are you're not winning a fantasy championship with anybody who's catching passes for the New York Giants. That's a receiver. Okay. That, yeah. That makes Barkley, more. Saquon Barkley is the only, is the only guy from the New York Giants. Yep. Um, not a bad game from Danny Dimes either. Nope. Uh, no, very good game. Fumble. Yeah, yeah, which which obviously uh, stinks, but but all in all, a good game from Daniel Jones. But yep. I know people, I know people that are that are uh, Giants fans that were pissed off about the tie. Like, okay, yeah, a tie, a tie, a tie sucks, but you didn't lose. No, you didn't Wait. lose. Should you have lost? Probably. But you didn't. It's just so unsatisfying. Sure, sure. It's very unsatisfying. When I watched USA England in the World Cup, I was like, I have sports blue balls because I was expecting so much more for this game. 
but there was nothing. There was no payoff. It's just a tie. That's it. Ties suck. I hate ties. Sports. Sports. Huh. It's a it's a metaphor. I know. Just yeah. Oh, I know. An, inter- an interesting one at that. <laughs> wow. I'm due for like one of those a year, essentially. Well, you 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 met your quota. Yeah. Wow. It would, you expect a lot more, you want something, and you know, it just doesn't just doesn't work out for you. Well, it did not it did not in this in this instance, as you were left um um what's the word you were looking for? Um oh yeah, uh blue balled. Yes, a little bit. It Good it's it, it's not it's not great. I, I don't like ties. The, fun, the most fun thing about ties is in the post-game interviews when all the players are like, I didn't even know you could tie. You know, so. you know, what, you know what's very funny? You know what's very funny <laughs> is someone did say when we were watching the games, it was like, you know, after a tie, everyone looks looks around. They don't know what to do because they don't know how to handle the fact that they just tied. They said everyone that on the broadcast. How to, how to win and how to lose. But nobody knows how to act when you just tied. And I'm like, you know, that's a really great point. Kenny Albert said that on the broadcast. He's like, I don't, people just don't really know. Or I don't know if it was Kenny Albert or maybe it was Jonathan film. Was it Jonathan Vilma who was with him on color commentary? Yeah, it was Jonathan Vilma. Yes. Legend. Love Jonathan Vilma. Um, But it was one of them was like, you know, people don't really know what to do as like Brian Dable and the giants were just walking off the field, field, all somber. Like people don't know what to do after ties. No, no, literally people do not have a clue what to do. But, P, but the thing is, is like ties are really only a thing, I guess, in high school and um, NFL football and professional football, because in college football, there are no ties. You no, you can't. No, you just play. You play the amount of overtime, which is why which is why we've had we've had this overtime discussion for do you adopt the college way of overtime for the better part of the last 10 years? Yeah. But the NFL, the NFL has not, and they probably will not uh, change their mind about it. Ties do work in some sports. Ties work in soccer because you can't just play forever in soccer, wait for somebody to score a goal because it takes a long time to score a goal. Mm-hmm. You just can't. You can't do that. Same thing with hockey, honestly, outside of the playoffs. Uh-huh. You know, people got shit to do. You can't. And like, you, you can't do that. You can't just. You could. <laughs> well, you can't like what, go like, to sleep. Yeah, like go to sleep or you know not have their legs fall off because they've been running for two hours. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if they just do it like hockey does it and just have a be a field goal kickoff after if they're still tied after the first overtime. Yeah, could do that. You should you should run to be commissioner of the NFL. No, it's a terrible idea. Don't do that. Make it like college. Commissioner of the Big Ten? Okay. Yeah. No. Don't have a field goal kickoff. Make it like college. Just have it be uh, each team gets the ball, like, let's say the 35, uh, the opposing 35, and then see and then see what happens. And after, like, the fifth overtime, you do two-point conversions. Sure. 
because I, for one, love watching love watching highlights of that LSU Texas A&M game, even though it was not healthy for those kids to be out there for that long. No, it's not. <laughs> anyway, ties suck. That's that's the the overall the overarching thing. Let's move on to the Tennessee Titans and the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh my God, we're not even out of one o'clock. Oh my God. I know. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, Derek Henn, not a great game for the Titans. Get well soon, Traylon Burks. That was horrifying. He was out. He was out. I felt, I'm like, oh, gee. I, that was sad. That was hor- horrible. Yeah, that was not, 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 not good. Um, I do definitely want to have a conversation, though, about Derek Henry and, you know, kind of where he's at. Hasn't had a 100-yard game since week nine. Only has one touchdown in the last three weeks, four weeks, excuse me. And is averaging 2.9 yards per carry. That's under three yards per carry. That's not good. Not good. No, no, not good. But he's facing Jacksonville at home next week, which means he's about to go off for 25 carries, 175 yards and two touchdowns. Then he gets the Chargers, who he's going to absolutely dismantle. Then he gets Houston, who he's going to absolutely dismantle. And then he gets Dallas at home on Thursday. I love the schedule for Derrick Henry. The big mammoth games are coming. Derrick Henry is going to win people fantasy championships. Don't, don't panic. Also, fantastic name, Julius Chestnut. Great name. Terrific. A terrific, terrific name. Did you know that Connor Hughes, the Jets beat reporter for SMY, has a, the all-name team where it's basically at, like football players with the best names? That's so you brilliant. Got, like, you, guys got, you got guys like uh, Smoke Monday, who is great. Smoke Monday is great. Brock Purdy is on that one. Yep. Um, Zonovan Knight is on that one. I, so, yeah. Bam. Be bam, bam, bam. You got to channel your inner emerald when you're saying his name. Bam, 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 bam night. Uh, yeah. So I agree with you, honestly. Good games are coming for Derrick Henry, but the Titans are just mediocre. They're like the most forgettable, mediocre seven and five team ever. See, I actually, I actually think the Titans are an okay team, but they're from the AFC South, and when you stack them up against everybody else, they're just very um, boring, bland. Like they don't, they're not the Bills, they're not the Chiefs, they're not the Bengals, they're not Miami. Hell, honestly, they're not even the Jets. Yeah, well, the, yeah, which, is the Jets cra- are- which is crazy coming from me because I know. fuck everything about the Jets. You know, I, I hate I hate other teams way more than I hate the Jets. No, the um, Jets hater, Ed Birdsall. That's me. That's me. Of course, I'm just a big, big Jets hater. Um, but as your friends that- with two Jets fans, one of your I'm best friends, with- one of your best friends in the entire world is a Jets fan. It's not me. It's Jake. I know. Well, Jake and I go back and forth and everything. I do love yeah. Jake. I do love Jake. I also love you, Adam. 
Um, but I also love the opportunity to shit on the New York Jets when I can. It's very I mean, funny. I, I shit on the Cowboys when I can. Yeah, absolutely. About how they have a one have they have won like my Mark Mark Sanchez has won more playoff games uh in his two years with the Jets than the Cowboys have won in the past twenty. The Cowboys are fun. The Cowboys are fun. The Jets are fun. Like my hatred for the for the New York Jets is not visceral. Just put that out there. Um, but for the Eagles, holy shit! Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown revenge. Jalen Hurts, yep. Miles Sanders, yep. Devonta Smith, yep. AJ Brown, yep. And and by the way, by the way, did I not say AJ Brown over a hundred yards and two touchdowns last week? Did I not say it? You did. What the fuck I'm doing? The thing is, all make of all time. Of course it is. The thing though with this team is Miles Sanders. You you said yup, like nothing for Miles Sanders. Mm -hmm. Miles Sanders. I was talking about yup for the fact that he scored. Oh, not the fact that he that he was good. That's that's definitely a conversation worth having because he's not. And like, I just don't like everybody else in the Eagles is good. It seems like, mm-hmm. but Miles Sanders year after year, like has just been so underwhelming. He's average it's, at best. It's because Jalen hurts likes to run the ball too. Yep. If, if the Eagles are at the, are at the two and it's first and goal, they're not giving the ball to Miles Sanders. Jalen hurts is keeping it himself. Yep. That's correct. That's the problem. That's spot on. And it's it's also coming down to the fact that this was also the, the the Eagles are very good at deciding what kind of game plan they're gonna go and try and use against an offense. And they did exactly what I thought they were going to do in this game, which is how you beat Tennessee, and that's throw the ball. You could throw the ball on Tennessee. You can't run it on them with the defensive line that, that Tennessee has. So Miles Sanders, yeah, he only got 12 touches in the game, 38 yards total offense. He got his touchdown, so it's not like he completely cratered you. Without the touchdown, oh my god, it, it would have it would have been an absolute nightmare. Uh, but three touchdowns in the last two weeks gets the Giants, Bears, Dallas Saints in the last four weeks of the fantasy regular season. So tough matchups are coming for Miles Sanders with the way that he scores and the way that Phil- this Philadelphia offense is. You got to have something really, really good in your back pocket for you to consider setting Miles Sanders. Like I know Adam has a debate between Jamal Williams and Miles Sanders. Now I'm still rolling with Miles Sanders. Yeah. His offense is too, his offense is too good. Miles Sanders is the one a in this backfield. He He's the guy that I would want. That I would rather take the chance on. I, yeah, I'm just so conflicted because, you know, I benched Miles Sanders last week for, you know, the, the, Lions backfield as Miles Sanders had one of his best games of the year. So it's like, I feel it sometimes I feel like I can't win with, with Miles Sanders, just because it is a lot of a timeshare, a lot of the time. It's a timeshare. Like in the, in crunch time at the end of the second half, it was Kenny Gainwell who was getting a lot of the, uh, the work um, in that no huddle. And you still have Boston Scott. You still have Kenny Gainwell who's there. Jalen Hurts with his legs. And also, Miles Sanders just didn't do anything aside from the touchdown. He, had, he averaged 2.4 yards a carry. 
Um, and it's just not, yeah, it's not encouraging. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. All right. Uh, Seattle and the Rams. Uh, speaking of running backs named Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Walker, uh, out, uh, with the ankle injury. Yeah. So I have not gotten any update on that. I am working on it, but I have not gotten a concrete update on, on the condition of Kenneth Walker. Yeah, but the receivers, though, Lockett and Metcalf had themselves a game. Huge day. Huge day for both. Lockett, we Lockett, we know, has had really, really big games against the LA Rams in the past. Uh, DK Metcalf as well. They just have, these are two receivers that just know how to operate and play against the Los Angeles Rams. Granted, this is a Los Angeles Rams team that is wounded, but this is not an easy game at all for the Seattle Seahawks. They needed to bring a hundred percent to the table. They did. And for what it's worth, they were able to get the result. Yeah. And the Rams came acres. He's back. Apparently. Welcome back. King. Yep. Welcome back. King. And that's, uh, that's about it. Really. For the for the Rams, because they're just a dumpster fire. They are a dumpster fire. They really are. Next up, we have the Kyle Shanahan Bowl. Essentially, mm-hmm. this is Mike McDaniel going up against uh, Padawan going up against Master. Yeah, and the Master overcame the power, the uh, the Padawan here. Kyle Shanahan had the high ground. He did have the high ground. Yeah, and that was that was even walking into this walking well wounded very early on with losing Jimmy Garoppolo with as we now know a broken foot out for the season. Now it just comes down to is Brock Purdy time for the 49ers. and you know obviously it's not good for Debo. It's not good for George Kittle, not good for Brandon Ayuk. I think this is great though for Christian McCaffrey. This is really good for Christian McCaffrey. And Christian McCaffrey has had his stock completely boom in the last week with Elijah Mitchell done for the season. Now with Brock Purdy, who is going to rely on Christian McCaffrey in the run game and in the pass game a whole lot. This is good for McCaffrey. The only thing that could potentially hurt him is obviously the fact that he has a very, very spotty injury record. That's the only thing that I could see potentially derailing this for Christian McCaffrey. And we could be talking about a guy that is just an absolute monster come the end of the season. So big, big, big things should be coming for Christian McCaffrey if you are a manager of his. And and good for you for taking the chance on it. Because this year it's been it's been really Christian McCaffrey like we've we've always really known him. Yep. And the thing is also, I mean, what you were saying. Uh, I don't know if it was off air or right as we started, but Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in football right now. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I said it, uh, I believe it was before we came on. Maybe we were on, I don't know. I don't remember, but yes, he is one of the best coaches in the national football league without a doubt. He's had to deal with this for the past three years where his team was basically entirely injured Mm -hmm. and he's made it to the playoffs just about every time he's made it work. He has made it work. He's fantastic. He has made it work. Yeah, um, which it, is why, which is why I hate 
the whole, oh, a coach gets a free pass when his starting quarterback or a star player go down. I don't buy that. I don't yeah. buy that. I mean, Dak went down, and Mike McCarthy had the Cowboys within, like, a game or two of making the playoffs. Yeah, because Cooper Rush. Yeah. No, I, well, I'm talking about, like, the 2020. Oh, you're talking about last season. Ah, okay. No, that's it'll be two years ago. Two years ago. Duh, we're in 2022. Forgot about that. Yeah. No, the the out for season injury with Dak. Correct. And that was two years were, ago. Yeah. But even this year also. And people make it work. Yeah. Good coaches, good coaches adjust, and great coaches succeed. Yep. And Kyle Shanahan has done it, is going to do it twice potentially because he had started the season with Trey Lance and had Jimmy G. And now he has to go with Brock Purdy or whoever he brings up from the practice squad. Bingo. This, this game they have coming up versus Seattle in Seattle is going to be a movie. It's going to be fun. That game's going to be really fun. Really fun with a lot of points. That is for sure. Because, yeah. Anyway, well, if you started the uh, Dolphins running backs in hopes of a revenge game, um, I'm sorry. Because nothing. Nothing yeah. for you. But, Not as right. Yeah. But also, Jalen Waddle. I'm sorry. He got hurt. Yeah. Got he hurt, came back. Returned. But at that point, it was just so out of reach that. Why even risk him? Yep. Uh, Terry Kill, that long bomb that he caught was put on a platter. That was amazing. It was like Tua just drop. knew where he was going to be. Yep. It's just the chemistry, and that's what that this is just what Tyreek Hill really is just all about at this point. He's he's a machine. Yep, he's fantastic. He's he's great. He's definitely I think he's gonna be a first round pick next year. He's got a case for it. Yeah, and in ten team, I think he's or in twelve team, I think he ha- he's definitely going to be uh, in twelve. Yes, pack. twelve absolutely. The 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 more teams you have, the more likely he's a first rounder. Yeah, but in in ten team, I would, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody goes if they have the the swing pick and they pick Tyree Kill, um, with one of their picks and then a running back with another. So without getting without getting too crazy into my offseason plans yet, um, I do plan on having my pre-draft top 10 for next year done pretty quickly after the last game of the fantasy season season. So we'll we'll be able to have a nice discussion on that um eventually. But um uh, in in the meantime, um yeah, you know it's Really, really, really this great, great work by anybody who was able to go and invest in Tyreek Hill and really weren't afraid of potentially taking that chance. Yep. Uh, Colts just scored. I know. Okay. Kansas City, Cincinnati. What a game. What a game indeed. What a game. Oof. Uh, No Joe Mixon, no problem. For the Bengals, Samaji Pirine again, is again, yeah. 
He's a beast. He's a veteran. He's, he's a beast. He's a veteran. He just gets it. He's just so solid. And I know I had to fight to get him back in a couple of leagues. But my God, if if he gets dropped next week by not Joe Mixon people and you have Joe Mixon, what are you doing? He's a must-have. He's a must-have going forward. And honestly, if you are not a Joe Mixon manager and you have the spot for him, I wouldn't be dropping him. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't be dropping him unless you're dropping him for his second defense. Unless you're dropping him to get yourself your second defense for your playoff run. Then I think I would do it. But if you have it already, and why not? Why not just hold the smudge IP run? It's not like you're going to be finding much better on on Waverwire right now. Yep. And, you know, it's concerning that Joe Mixon is is still in concussion protocol. Uh, Yeah, it definitely is. Because that could mean something. I mean, we don't, we'll have to see how he practices throughout the week, but he was out yeah. there, but he just never cleared. He never cleared protocol. So I yeah, would he was limited the entire week. But yeah. He he's just gonna, never cleared. He's going to get more time to, uh, he's going to get more time. I think to, to, to clear. And I think he will clear this week and he'll be ready to go versus versus Cleveland. We do have some breaking news here and this is not NFL related, but Ooh, it is college related. Oh, never mind. Fred McGriff got elected to the Hall of Fame. Who? Fred McGriff. Oh, I did not see that. Oh, yeah. It I... was by the Veterans Committee, I think. Did not see that. Well, um, this is uh, pretty interesting, I think. Um, Clemson two-year starter DJ Uyungle is expected to enter the transfer portal and leave Clemson. What? Yep. He was benched for freshman Cade Klubnik during the ACC championship game. And now it looks like DJ Uyunglele is going to be leaving Clemson. Interesting. That's very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Well, maybe Ohio State has found their quarterback. No, no, no. (laughs) Oh, good God, no. I don't know, where would he go? Where would he go? That's a fabulous question. Maybe I don't think Oklahoma. I don't think he would be he would be going back to to going to Oklahoma with um oh my god. Who who my god? Who who's the old offensive coordinator for Clemson? Oh. Brent Venables? No. Brent Venables. There, thank it you, is? Adam. Thank you, Adam. Good man. Good man. You remember, remember these, you, you got a bird buck for that one. <laughs> I, I need to keep track of how many of those I have. They're redeemable for something. I'm sure we should have like a, we should have a sound effect where every time one of one of us gets a bird buck, there's just like a ding, like a ka-ching cash ding. register ding. or, a, and like, or, or like a tweet, like a tweet. That's a good one. Actually. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you we got a running tally on every on all the titles and descriptions or on mm-hmm. all the descriptions for the episodes. It's like the running bird buck totals. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. It'd be competition between you and Jake. Yeah. That'd be fun. Anyway, 
see, this is this is who I am. I remember weird, random stuff. Like yes, who you Clemson's do. Offensive coordinator was. It's true. It's true. It's it's it, you remember you remember these these stats, Adam. It's very impressive. Um, for the Bengals receivers, Jamar Chase, nice bounce back day. Only he didn't do a score. T Higgins did score, underwhelming otherwise. Tyler Boyd had one of the worst drops like I've ever seen in my life. I agree. That is the kind That's of drop bad. that that is the kind of drop that opens a point shaving investigation. Mm-hmm. That was no, that was bad, awful, bad, 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 bad. That how really you, just how there was nobody within five feet of him. Five feet. How about five miles? Yeah, there wasn't anybody in the zip in the same zip code. Nope, nope. It's a walk-in touchdown that hits him right in the head and hands. Yep, just not good, not good. And then Tyler and then Tyler Boyd um, had to had to take the walk of shame on uh, on that one. And really, you know, hindsight after that was not necessarily. That involved four for 60 um, on five targets. So, yeah, it was that day. Joe Burrow was great. Bengals won. Good stuff. Mahomes was good. Isaiah Pacheco did his thing. Travis Kelsey didn't score, but, I mean, is anybody really concerned about Travis Kelsey? No. No. One one thing for this game, before we move on to the Raiders and the Chargers. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like Joe Burrow's rushing upside is really underrated. It is. Nobody talks about it, but he's like a pretty good running quarterback. Uh, he is. He is. And I, I, I do agree with you, Adam. It, it is a, it was an underrated part of his game. I would agree. Yep. Okay. So let's do that. Let's move on to our last game. And that is the Raiders and the Chargers. Brandon Staley is getting fired. He's being left on the tarmac in Vegas. Please, God. Because he's terrible. He's bad. Um, and he's ru- Justin Herbert is doing his best Matthew Stafford impression, trying his hardest to, to win the game by himself and failing. Yeah, he's definitely trying his best to keep the Los Angeles Chargers afloat. And... He can only he can only do it with so much help. I mean, this is this is a mess. It's a mess of a team. The defense is bad. The coaching is just horrific. This is a bad, bad football team. It, it is. It's a terrible, terrible team that honestly just looks like it is. If they make the playoffs, they're lucky if they do. This is a this is not a good football team at all. And I can tell you right now, if that Chargers job opens up, you are going to have everybody the world over wanting that job. Because that is a perfect opportunity for any coach. Michael LaFleur, come on down. You walk in there, you have Justin Herbert as your starting quarterback. No, I don't think they go for another first time head coach. I think I think if anything, they try and find a guy that has head coaching experience to be that guy. Who's available? I I can't even. I haven't thought about it. Some guy, uh, well, head coach for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, but he's gonna be. He's gonna go to Dallas. 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you get to get Mike McCarthy fired first. Yeah, I don't know. Sean Payton I mean, with Sean the Chargers Payton, would be is fantastic. Sean Payton going to wait around for potentially the Dallas job that will never open up when you could go to Los Angeles in one of the top three markets in the league with Justin Herbert and have a starting quarterback that he can that he could work with for the next five, ten years if all goes well. That would be really full circle with the Chargers and the Saints and Drew Brees would and everything. It would be. That's that'd be so weird. It, Sean Payton yeah. pay, paying it forward. He's like, I want a Super Bowl with Drew Brees and I'm gonna try and do that with the Chargers. Sean Payton heard good things about the Chargers organization. He wanted to go see firsthand if they were all true from his from his buddy Drew Brees. Yeah, from his boy, Drew Brees. Love Drew Brees. From his homie. From his homie, Drew Brees. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders, though, that flea flicker play was hilarious. Yes. Yeah, it was. I mean, this was Josh Jacobs doing his thing, scoring again. Devontae Adams scoring again. It's a two Josh Jacobs jump. coming into this game injured also. Yeah, and really being a true questionable with... With the calf injury, he was a true questionable for this game and toughed it out and was really, really good in, in, in this game. Happy for happy for Josh Jacobs because he I mean, you gotta remember too, he was a guy coming into the season that many people were down on. Many people were down on him. People didn't know if he was gonna be in a committee or not. He's figured this out and he he's owning this job by himself, I, I, I'm really, really happy for Josh Jacobs. He's a really, really good running back. And uh, those that don't know his story, go look up. He's got a great story. And he's going to be cashing in big time in the offseason when he's supposed to hit free agency. Yep, at least one of those pick, first-round picks from the Khalil Mack trade worked out. Yep, exactly. Because, yeah, I mean, he was in a committee with Kenny and Drake, and everyone's like, he's washed, he's done. But that was with the old coaching, the old coaching staff. Yeah. Now he's really letting his he's being able to spread his wings and fly. He's a good player. He's a good player, and that's one of the, the actually the only things that Josh McDaniels has done right this year is everything that he's done with Josh Jacobs. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Find all episodes where we get your podcast from my co-host Ed Birdsall. I'm Adam Castro. We'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.